Good morning. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Today, I am blessed to have Bob Path along here. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, Bubba. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, can you kind of touch on a little bit about where you're from, your upbringing, and eventually how you get started in your profession? Yeah, uh, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, was raised by a single mom in the inner city of Baltimore. Um, and uh, wow, where have, I, where have I gotten started? You know, I've done a lot of things. Yes, sir. Uh, and so now, you know, as an author, as a talk show host, um, uh, as a speaker, um, I, I've used all my life experiences to sort of get me to this platform that I'm doing now. So uh, again, the stories of being raised by a single mom in the inner city of Baltimore really have been some important life lessons for me that I've now taken to what uh, the work that I do. Absolutely. And, you know, you touched on it there that you, you learned a lot of things throughout your life, a lot of life lessons. Uh, I know it's hard to narrow in on one thing, but what would you say was the most important thing you've learned so far throughout your journey of life? Uh, it's a great question. And I mm-hmm. think um, what we need to do is um, uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to quote a title from a book, The Obstacles the Way. I, I, I think I would say that I would I would think that all the things that happened to us. There's a great Chinese proverb, if I can use that word in these days, what's going on with this coronavirus, that right. um, there's great opportunity in pain. And I would say the greatest lesson was to keep going. I mean, I've had tremendous loss and tragedy mm-hmm. in my life, but um, I've remained uh, vigilant and, and persistent and, and have worked through those things. I think if you get to the other side of that, there's great opportunity there. And that's what I would tell people. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, you touched on it there, but go into it a little deeper, if you would. You know, somebody that is going through a tough time right now, they're going through a major setback, a major roadblock. They're, they're, they're dealing with something that they didn't think would happen. What is your strong encouragement to them that they can get past it? You know, I think they need tools. And that's the word I would use. What's in your, what I would ask people and I would challenge them, what's in your toolbox? Mm-hmm. For me, it's been my faith. Um, raised as a Catholic, you know, grew up in the Catholic Church. I know the Ch- Catholic Church has lots of issues, but it's it's been my faith and my one-on-one relationship with God, if that makes sense. It's yes. not about a, a priest or a nun or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I would encourage people to look in your toolbox. Um, for me, it's been faith. It's been it's been years and years of therapy when things were quote unquote going fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good to check in with people who can be objective. And I read a lot. So I think it's reading and growing and learning um, and exploring. But um, if you don't have that, particularly in this day and age, I don't know what people out there are doing now that don't have faith. Um, And I'm going to hang my hat on that one really high um, because life is hard. Things don't always make sense. Um, but we've got to surrender to something and believe that there's a reason that we're going through the reasons. A lot of people will tell you they believe that things happen for a reason, mm-hmm. but then when they're happening, they struggle with that. And I get it. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. And listen, I lost my son in 2019. And so that's something we expect our children to bury us. We don't mm-hmm. expect to bury them. Right. So that's the greatest pain at least a parent can ever have. And so to pick yourself up from that and go on and say, okay, I guess there was a reason for that. And let me figure out what it was. So that's what I would encourage people to do. What's in your toolbox to help you get through. Absolutely. And uh, you, you know, you had the opportunity, uh, the major blessing to do some work with national geographic. Can you touch on that? 
Well, you know, I went to college to be a news anchor, and mm-hmm. so I've always loved the media, uh, and that didn't work out. When, when I got married, uh, for whatever reason, uh, my wife wasn't w- willing, willing to relocate to a smaller market so I could establish myself in the news business. And so I gave up that dream. And mm-hmm. at age 50, believe it or not, it came back to me. The opportunity came back to do that. So I landed on the radio, then I landed on television. Um, and then I had an opportunity to, uh, to start auditioning for voiceover work and national geographic could come to me and ask me to do some work for them. And so I voiced over their changing the world campaign, which was, which was related to climate change. So that was a real blessing that came to me later in life. So if I'd given up anywhere along that line, that opportunity may not have come to me. Absolutely. And can you touch on some of the um, the books you have written, Bob? Uh, you know, you're an author. Can you touch on some of the, the works you've done with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wrote the only book that I've got that's that's out right now. You know, I've got several more that are coming out is Communicating to Win and Life, Love and Business, which came out in 2015. And it's a transparent look at my life. So what I tell people, it's it's not as much of a how to as it is a story. You know, I write like I speak. So uh, the foundation of everything we do is communication. So this book, again, Communicating to Win in Life, Love, and Business are all of the reasons why we don't communicate and what happens to us when we don't communicate and how we need to learn how to communicate. And they apply across all those lines in life, love, and in business. You know, we don't really see the world as, as, as it is. We, don't, uh, we see it as we are. And Absolutely. so, right, we need to be genuine and we need to think about, like, how do I feel about this? And then we need to create the narrative around it. Um, you know, we, we hold other people accountable for our happiness. We blame them, them for our problems. You need to change that narrative. And that's really what that book is about. Um, I've got, uh, you know, again, I'm working on a few more to come out. I want to write a story about my son um, and what it is, you know, that loss and how do you get through a loss so deep? Um, but yeah, communicating a win came out in 2015. And by the way, it's on audible. So people can, if they'd rather listen to me, narrate it, than read it. Um, they can do that. Absolutely. And what is the, the, we'll say the key or the secret, you know, not only have you, uh, you've been in your career, but you've, you've had such longevity and you've, you've really been able to excel. What are some keys or some secrets, some, some really strong tips you could put across, uh, this podcast of, you know, you have to do these things if you want to excel in life and in your profession? Well, you know what I would tell people, everybody loves the word networking. I'm not a big fan of it. What I would tell people is it's about connecting. It's mm-hmm. about, it's about interacting. It's about relationships. It's about dialogue. I mean, it really is about, it's about, here's a word that I love. It's about engagement. Mm, right. And so I think mm-hmm. we need to be engaged with each other. I think we need to be engaged with life. I think we need to be, to be engaged with, you know, and, and here's the other thing I would, I would encourage people to do pursue happiness. Don't pursue money. Mm-hmm. You know, pursue what makes you happy because we've heard this before. If you if you're happy doing, if you love doing what you're doing, the money will follow. Right. But so often we attach, you know, we attach ourselves to things. You know, whether it's the bigger house or the fancy car or the trip or the clothes or the this or the that. And I would I would encourage people. You know, I'm 59 years old. I'll be 60 next month, and I can't believe I'm even saying that. Right. Um. So, but I say that and I share that with you just so people know that I've lived these things. I've gone through these things. Um, I thought when I was 50, I wanted to buy such and such a car. And then I got to 50 and it's like, well, I don't really need that car. Uh, and now I drive a car that's seven years old. That's got 120,000 miles on it. And who cares? Right. So, um, I really would encourage people to be engaged. It's not about collecting connections or just networking or showing up in an event with a glass of wine in your hand, talking to strangers. 
It's about engagement. Who's on your team is a chapter in my book. You know, who can help you get to where you want to go? One of the books that I read basically says that everybody you need to know is already here. They're already in your universe. So you need to do the deep digging and the diving and figure it out who you are, what it is that makes you happy, what do you want to do, and then pursue that. Absolutely. Can you kind of touch on uh, the Bob Path show and a little bit about um, how you get started with that? Uh, you know, what what are some things you look to cover in that show uh, and, and so on? Yeah, thank you for asking and letting me talk about that. So yes, the sir. show, we're going into our second year and the Bob Path show really um, – really touches on a lot of topics, Bubba, that people aren't mm-hmm. talking about. I deal with suicide. Mm-hmm. I deal with depression. I deal with addiction. I deal with faith. I deal with homelessness. I deal with small business. So I didn't want to make it a political show, and it's not. I mean, I touch on politics, and I'll because I'm in Baltimore, and we've got a lot of trouble here with mm-hmm. corrupt politicians. Right. So I have to talk about that kind of stuff. But I call the show, you know, where America goes to talk, listen and learn, because we're taking on problems that people aren't talking about. But if you look at life expectancies down for the third year in a row, um, suicide, depression, addiction are way up. Mm-hmm. But yet we're not talking about these things. So Absolutely. What I wanted to do is to talk about these things. We get great guests. We tackle really difficult problems that people are very passionate about. And I try to find I try to strike a balance right in the middle of um of educating and entertaining you know my listeners we do it on facebook live because we have a following all over the world Mm -hmm. which is which is great and then you know it's an am radio station that's been around for a long time so uh and by the way that's my investment Mm -hmm. uh in in um uh in the world if you will i don't work for the station they don't control my content so i'm really free to do and say whatever i want I own that time, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we're we're tackling things that nobody else is talking about. So um, it's very exciting, and as I said, we're going into the second year now. Absolutely, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. Yes, sir. And um, you know, what would you say? Uh, we'll go off topic here for a moment, Bob, sure, and sure. We'll, we'll get back into things. Recently, I was named an ambassador for Bodyguards Against Bullying, and like you touched on, you know, with yep. uh, thoughts of suicide and you know the, the depressions and the the you know, the addictions that, you know, is, is, you know, you're right. It's just not talked about enough. Uh, you know, what is your strong message against bullying? Um, well, I, you know, I, I, I think what people need to do, obviously we need to talk more about these things and we need to get it out there in the mm-hmm. open, but we also need to find um, our tribe, if, if, if you will, mm-hmm. or our group or our people, whatever, and really sort of embrace who and what you are. I mean, bullies ultimately, in my opinion, having experienced some, you know, in my youth, having seen different sides of that whole thing, um, really are insecure. You know, right. you're dealing with insecurity. You're dealing with needs for control. You're dealing with a lot of people are walking around dealing with deeply psychological, uh, psychological trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, bullies are quintessentially the definition of that whole thing, aren't they? Because they want to manipulate. They want to control. They want to dominate. Um, it, it, this, this is really tough stuff. It really is tough to sort of what I would encourage is people who are being bullied mm-hmm. um, is, is again, to find your support group, you know, um, have those conversations with yourself. I mean, find again, what it is, if it's your faith or your passion, if it's music, if it's sports, if it's writing, if it's creating in some aspect and for the bullies, you know, I would, you know, if you look at all these shootings that go on around mm-hmm. the country, most of them, I think about all of them have been uh, males. They've right. been from broken homes. They've suffered from, you know, other problems. So people are hurting, 
And so I think to sort of put a bow around your question, people are really hurting and we need to do the deep dive. We need to get in touch with how we feel and how we view things. And we don't, we don't do that. You know, we're afraid of what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. what therapy is to open up. But a lot of people don't really want to know. And so we go through life really just going through those motions. Absolutely. I appreciate you, your strong and uh, really insightful message on that, Bob. Uh, we'll, we'll get back into things here. What would you say? Obviously, you've had a lot of great successes, a lot of uh, you know, accolades and achievements in life. Uh-huh. What, what was your proudest moment? Um, well, you know, let me, let me just say one thing about that too. I have, um, mm-hmm. but I've also experienced tremendous failure. Yes, sir. Uh, and I think that's more important. I think I've, I've learned more of my lessons from the failures than the successes. Um, what was, you know, I think, um, well, professionally, the Nat Geo thing was, is, is really high on my list. Writing the book, uh, I'll tell you this, when I thought, and maybe this is the book, because mm-hmm. when I did it, I said to friends of mine, it's no big deal. If you walk into a Barnes and Noble or you go into Amazon, it looks like everybody's written a book. In fact, only one in every 50,000 people have written a book. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's a huge accomplishment that I didn't think was a big deal. Let me tell you another thing. The average book sells 234 copies. 234 wow. copies in its lifetime. I sold 5,000 the first year. Wow. <laughs> And so I'm, while I'm proud of it, and I also, and I've got a background in sales and marketing, mm-hmm. you need to, if, 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 listen, if you're proud of something, if you've created something, if you've done something, mm-hmm. whether it's artistically, creatively, architecturally, you know, constructionally, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, you also need to be able to, you, you need to be proud enough to get out there and promote it and to talk about it. Find your voice, I guess is what I'm saying here. So for me, it's coming through all these hardships. It's being raised by a single mom. It's growing up in the inner city of Baltimore and surviving that mm-hmm. um, and and really, you know, picking myself up from my boots, uh, surviving a lot, surviving some trauma that a that a that a, um, a Catholic priest, um, you know, inflicted on me, surviving that, mm-hmm. um, losing my son, going through two marriages and two divorces. Um, a lot of those things that have not, you know, building a business up, going through, a, you know, a bankruptcy in that business. Mm-hmm. So, so, so when you talk about the great successes, those are easy, mm-hmm. right? But my life is really measured, I think, more by the failures, right? If, if I can tell you that, it might shock a lot of people who are going to listen to this. But my life has been measured more by the failures than the successes. You know, everybody's with you and they're supporting whatever. When you're flying high, right? But when you're down low, I'll tell you what, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where you're going to find out who supports you who has your back, who your true friends are, because everybody wants to be around you when you've got money or you've got, you know, fame, fortune, this, that. When you've got stuff, everybody wants to share in that. But when you don't and you're standing alone, you're standing naked, um, who's there for you? Absolutely. It's very true. Yeah. Yes, sir. And um, what, what would you say, uh, you know, you say you have a background in sales and marketing. What is, yeah. your, what is your strong advice to somebody that is really, uh, you know, they're, they're, they launch their business. They're trying to get some sales of a service, sales of a product. What is your uh, advice to them of how they can make some sales? Is it they have to have the people skills? Is it they have to have a certain ability? Like what is your, what is your uh, deep insight on that? Well, this is a favorite of mine. You mm-hmm. absolutely need to have people skills. And when I coached young salespeople, what I would say to them is you have to be good at a lot of things. You have to be great at a few. For right. example, prospecting. If you can't get prospects, if you can't get people into your system, whatever that is and whatever you're selling, um, you're not going to survive. And, and, I t- and so I started and ran an insurance agency and I would tell people, you need to be in, in it for a year to know whether or not you're going to make it, but you really need to have five years under your belt to know whether or not you know, it's going to be okay. 
Um, the other thing I would tell people is it's really not about the transaction. It's about the relationship. Uh, don't be afraid to walk away from business if it doesn't feel right, smell right. You know, if it doesn't look like a duck, walk like a duck, talk like it's probably not a duck, you know, kind of a thing. But, but so often we're focused on the transaction. We're focused on the commission. We're focused on the revenue. We're focused on the money, whatever you want to call it, that we lose sight of the goal. We lose sight of our objective. We lose sight of our, of, of our own identity. Absolutely. You, know, you cannot be afraid to walk away if, if it doesn't, you know, don't compromise. Don't sell your soul. Don't, you know, you've got to hold true. And it's hard. It's really, really hard to go, well, if I do this with that person or whatever, it's hard. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have failure. But really, you know, what I do business with me, what I do business with this person, establish mm -hmm. certain litmus tests when you're doing this to determine whether or not this is something that you really want to do. Absolutely. And um, what would you say, uh, you know, is your strong encouragement to a young lady, a young man that would be listening to this, and when they grow up, they have the ambitions and aspirations, they want to work at the news station, or they want to get on radio, oh. or they want to be an author. What is uh, some things that they must do? Well, I think what, what you don't want to do, don't, don't give up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had people come to me who are 25 years old and say, I want to be a life coach and, you know, I'm passionate, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that. And I say, yeah, but at 25 years old, what do you know? Why would somebody who's 50 hire you right. to talk about life experiences? So, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. There's an expression that youth is wasted on the young and there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. How do you know at 18 or 22 or 25 what it is that you want to do? Some people do. Right. And, and God bless them if they do. If that's come to them early on in their life, there are people that, you know, that have said, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to be a fireman or whatever it is. And that's great if that happens to you. Mm -hmm. But it's not it's I don't think it's the norm. And so I would take every experience as a learning uh, tool um and and you know figure and and just keep going just keep going and realizing that listen most people find their real success if you do the level of reading that i've done in their 50s or in their early 60s because you're taking all those experiences that happened to you in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s um and then the payoff if i can use that term and, and i don't mean that in a monetary sense i mm -hmm. mean we, we all define success differently for some, success is writing that book. For some, success is owning that big house. For some, is having that fancy car. Right. Whatever your definition. For me, it's really making a difference in the world. Absolutely. And and so that's really what it is. And you've got to surrender to whatever it is that you think um, your 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 calling is, or you're meant to be, or your passion is. And I know that. You know. And since my son's died, I know we've helped a lot of people struggling with addiction or depression or. I know where it came from. I know when it started, you know, so I feel a calling to give back to, I can't bring him back, but I can save other people, parents from going through that same tragedy. Um, uh, so, you know, what excites you? What floats your boat? Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little deeper, you know, the, the addiction and the, you know, the thoughts of suicide as is something that is, you know, it's dear to a lot of people that I believe that would come across sure. this uh, and it could really help somebody. What like when somebody has that dark moment and, and they're and they're fighting the addiction or they're, they're fighting the, the, you know, the last chain of holding on. What is your strong message to them? What, what are some ways they can get help? 
You know, this is a really tough one, and mm-hmm. there's no one quick answer to it. I will, I will say a couple things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I don't have an addictive personality, and I've never, um, it, it has not been me, but again, closest thing possible, my son. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. um, and there's a huge debate. Um, you know, the American Medical Association recognizes um, addiction as a disease, alters the brain chemistry. Nobody wants to be addicted. Nobody wants to go through all that trauma. Mm-hmm. It is very hard it's like the devil grabbing a hold of you, um, right. you know, because whether it's getting that 15 minute high, which heroin gives you mm-hmm. or or, you know, you want to go you want to keep going back to that place. Um, these are these. This is really, really difficult. So, um, it, it, you know, you, you need to stop associating with those people that um, misery does love company and want to bring you down. You really need to change everything and you need to be committed to this. And it is something I will tell you. You know, my son tried and failed several times to kick it. Um, it's something that you, you do really have to want to do. But I think the biggest thing is recognizing that you cannot do it alone. Um, you know, there, there are all kinds of, um, you know, lying behavior that goes along with that and stealing and all kinds of other things because that addiction just feeds us and it takes over our minds and our bodies. Um, and again, it is a disease and it is a sickness. So, what I would encourage people on the other side of it to do is be engaged, be involved. Don't acquiesce treatment. Mm-hmm. 30 days isn't going to fix anybody. Right. Um, there's like a hundred percent relapse rate. It's a money grab. And so what I would encourage people to do is to really be engaged, ask the tough questions, be prepared for the tough answers, you know, the ugly answers, but Nobody, you know, we put our children on planes, trains, and automobiles, and we send them off thinking they're going to come back fixed. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, we're disappointed and we're heartbroken. But the, but for the most part, they're not going to come back fixed. Right. And this is a lifelong um, journey. So that's the other thing. I mean, once you've gone there, you're not really coming out of that. It's a new normal. You're going to have to learn to sort of live with that and. Um, you're going to have to change that narrative and create a new narrative. So it's, 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 it's tough. It's, it's a gut wrenching thing, but um, you've got to be committed. Even if it's just saying, Hey, I don't want to be this person or I don't want to be like this. What do I need? To, what do I need to do to, you know, to get help? Absolutely. And I appreciate, you know, your, your powerful and uh, really knowledgeable insight on that, Bob, uh, you know, as somebody that is recognized as a, an expert in communications, what is, uh, you know, if people are lacking those skills of, of, of communication as they're so pivotal and important, yep. how, how can somebody uh, start to replenish and refresh their communication skills? Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a foundational question, I will tell you, because the number one fear for people in business is public speaking. Mm-hmm. People are scared to death of it. There's that, you know, they perspire, they pass out, they this, they that, they whatever. Um, what I would encourage people to do is to um, get out of that comfort zone. I've been speaking publicly since I was 16 years old. Wow. And so I've had a, I've had a life of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would encourage people, I, I think every high school student, every, maybe we, and we start back, start in elementary school, is get people up and get them speaking. Some people are going to excel just like they do at baseball or football versus whatever, and other people are not. But I think we can all benefit you know, I'm taking acting classes and I've spent some time, I play a congressman in season two of House of Cards. So I've been in front of the camera and I've done a lot of that stuff. I've done commercials, I've done whatever. So that, mm-hmm. that's, that has helped to make me more well-rounded. So I would accept those opportunities if I were people. I would seek out those things 
that are going to push and stretch you, maybe sign up for an acting class or a speaking class. I know there are things like Toastmasters and all kinds of things like that. I mean, I learned it organically. Right, I just right. had a microphone in my hand. I happened to have a job that allowed me to, to speak in front of hundreds of people. Right. Um, several times a day, actually. And so I honed those skills that way. So then when I got to television and radio, it was, it was easier to make that transition. I actually enjoy it. Not everybody does. As I said, most people don't. 90 plus percent of the population. Um, but it is the foundation. Let's go back to that when we, where we started. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of everything we do. Right. Um, it's the foundation of your sales career or your whatever, whatever career. You know, I don't care if you go into the, if you go into the ministry or something like that. We, we, we communicate on a daily basis. We're also selling on a daily basis. So whether you're selling, you know, to get somebody to do what you need them to do, it could be a product, a service or an endeavor of some sort. Right. So, excuse me, you need to be passionate about that. And it really is all about communication. It is the absolute foundation of what we do. And yet we do it so terribly, right? You know, we do it so terribly. We don't, we don't spend time perfecting that. And it's critical everything else that we do in our life absolutely so and uh lastly as we get ready to conclude here bob i'll pass i'll pass things over to you and uh you know if you could let us know what can we expect from to see from you here in the near future in the future some things uh, that you're working with and then lastly let people know where they can keep in touch with you bob yeah well thank you um you know i'm working on uh working on several more books i really need to get some things um cranked out the goal has been to take the radio show into syndication Mm -hmm. but i'm also talking to some folks about i'd love to get back to television i've really got some ideas for a show to really sort of kind of take you know the bob paff show on the road and to really help people there are a lot of people struggling small business is one of my big passions Mm -hmm. the backbone of this economy and so there are several ideas i want to do that and um, you know, and keep that growing. People can find me all over social media. So whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Facebook, um, you can go to bobpaff.com. Um, you can find the book on Amazon, the website. Yeah. Again, bobpaff.com. So I am all over the place. It's easy to reach me. I'm accessible as you well know. Um, and so, um, I, you know, I, I very much look at myself as, as everybody else. I never want to be that guy who's suddenly gotten too big or too this or too that, right. that, surrounded by so many people now that you can't get in. Right. And I just, I understand because of security and because of, you know, we have to worry about cyber, everything. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it to be honest with right. you. Um, Cause it's not who I am by nature. I grew up in a different generation, but um, so yeah, we've got a lot of things hopefully that are just going to continue to evolve and come our way and just to keep reaching. Cause I think we've, uh, you know, I can close on this. Uh, a marketing mentor of mine gave me some great advice one day. Mm-hmm. He said, find the vacuum in the market and fill it. And so I think there is a vacuum in the market right now of transparency, of vulnerability, of people who um, give a damn, mm-hmm. if I can use that expression. Yes, sir. And I think, we're, I think we're raw for that. I think everything has gotten so divisive, so partisan. Um, so bitter, so we're, you know, we're so angry. Uh, and I think maybe with this, I look at this as a refresh, a renew, a restart um, with what we've gone through with this virus now, everybody being you know, a forced shutdown of the world. That's basically what we've experienced. I've never seen it in my lifetime, neither of you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, it's just crazy. Right, right. And so you have to look for the silver lining in all this is what I've encouraged people to do. Like, Hmm. Why did this happen? So whether you apply it philosophically or religiously or spiritual, whatever it is that you do, 
um, you know, what is this teaching us? And I would encourage people to, to dig down a little bit deeper and figure that out. Absolutely. And again, you know, uh, it was an absolute honor to have you on here, Bob, uh, as your inspiration to so many. And, uh, you know, you've just had a, a lifelong journey that, uh, the, there's not a powerful enough adjective to describe, uh, you know, how your journey has been just so, uh, powerful. And, uh, you know, like, again, I said, uh, thank you for your time and it's been really an honor. Thank you, Bubba. I really appreciate it. We'll talk again. Yes, sir. You take care. You All too. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.